mini series that we've been doing since last week on demystifying the online education space. And we've talked about a lot of really good, juicy things, I think, in the last um, three episodes, all in the attempt to help you overcome the roadblocks and barriers that you have to what you say, and we polled our group and community recently, um, is a belief that online an online component to your work can significantly increase both your financial reward and your impact. And so we, we know that there is a huge desire out there, no matter what field or realm you are in, to bring your work online. We've been talking a bit about it as hybridizing your work. So in no way are we saying ditch all your in-person stuff and go straight online, but there is a very beautiful rich and powerful way to take your knowledge and your skill and your experience into online education that is not only fulfilling for you as the creator and practitioner, but incredibly powerful and transformative for your clients, your students, and your patients. So today, Anne and I have one one major thing we want to share with you. Um, which is an opportunity that's happening tomorrow. So in real life, it's November 16th, it's Wednesday. And in real life, tomorrow, Thursday, the 17th, um, there's an opportunity for you to attend a free three-hour workshop put on by Abe Crystal and Danny Innie, who are our partners in the online space for promoting online education in a way that both aligns with our objectives to support deep transformational work in the people that we serve, but also to make being in the online course and education space really easy. Um, and so that workshop is called something that I can't remember off the top of my head, but give me three seconds. No, I got it. It's oh, the fail, it. <laughs> fail-proof method for launching your online course in less than a day. And Chantel and I will tell you, we launch online courses less than a day all the time now. Uh, but it it takes a while to learn it, right? It's not right. necessarily, the first time I launched a course, I think it took me months to put together. Oh, 100%. Months and months. Yeah. Months and months. Yeah. And so from that experience, you can start to really learn, like, there are methods and tricks that you can learn that really support you. But what we know in this industry, because we've absolutely seen it ourselves, is that there's a huge failure to launch. And what does that mean? That means that there's a failure, I think, a lot of times in taking your expertise that you've designed or created, you've spent decades putting your time into within the, you know, in real life version of you. And then there's sort of this belief that it's so easy to transition that into the online. 
Right. Um, but what we because find is to do that doing well. It, there's all these bells and whistles. It's and not that you necessarily it, you need it a must ton just be of something I can um, tech savvy. It's that you need educational design savvy. <laughs> And when you get that, you can really start to roll quite quickly and it can be fun and such a creative outlet. So for those of you who are experts, you're probably at a position in your work and in your level of expertise where you can show up and really riff and just do things well uh, with people. But it took some time to get that. You can like lean into your intuition. So once you really key in and understand how to structure and do online, you can do it quite quickly. Um, but it is a skill that needs to be learned. And anytime you can learn ways to do it quickly, uh, because speed, there is, there is a value to speed. <laughs> and some of that value is adapting to what your audience or your customers or your clients or your students desire and want and those needs and desires change over time we've seen that a lot through the pandemic and and the post pandemic hopefully we can continue to say that and so there there is this um and also with if you're a creative person the ability to take a creative idea and to put it into a, an online course that can support your teachers um, or whoever you mentor or coach at a higher level, it's just so satisfying to think every time you have an idea that now it's going to turn around and take months and months and months to, to create. It might, it might take months to fulfill. That means offering your program because maybe it's a longer program where you're really doing deep work with people, but it shouldn't take months to launch. And so that's what's so powerful about what you're going to learn in tomorrow's masterclass, the fail-proof method, method for launching your online course in less than a day. So really excited to, yeah, to really. continue to dive into that. Yeah. And I think, I think to your point, Anne, it's an interesting piece to tease out, which is um, for those of us who are very smart and very driven, very determined, um, it, we, we have this desire to do things ourselves right? Like we can figure it out. We want to go through the process of learning. I'm very much like that. I don't want to just be told what to do. I want to like have the experience of, of learning the thing and deciding for myself how to, how to create it, how to cultivate it. But I certainly have had this experience. I think, Anne, you have had it. We see our teachers having it all the time, which is the, the, the joy and the inspiration and the creativity that bubbles up in the beginning when you're creating can be so easily derailed and, and squelched when we get bogged down in weeks and months of technical challenges of taking our programs online. And then we lose connection to our purpose. We lose connection to the transformation that we're trying to provide because we're so buried in the muck of like, well, how do I create the things? How do I organize the thing? How do I use this platform? Like it just can be so heavy. And what Ann and I know now after carrying that heavy load a lot of times over the years is that you don't have to. 
we're just in a place in, in the online education space where there are very specific, very highly rated tools that you can use that allow you to take your creativity, your inspiration, your knowledge, your experience, and then just either plop it in, like so easily just plop it in, or to take something that's actually been created within the realm of influence that you want to be in and tweak it. Like it's, it's like if you, um, if you are not a writer and, and you don't write much, um, you don't have any training in writing and you're staring at a blank page, like that blank page moment is so overwhelming. It can just take all the wind out of your sails, all the inspiration out of your heart, all the creativity out of your mind and really make you rethink even moving in that direction. Um, and so one of the things that we love about Rizuku, which is Abe Crystal's business and the work that Danny Innie is doing and what you'll see tomorrow is that they're really very purposefully based on many, many, many years of doing this online course creation work. They're taking the, the obstacles out. They're taking the barriers to launching out. And then it becomes a, it becomes a practice, right? Like think about the first time you learned to drive. And this is on top of my mind because my son is learning to drive right now. And it's so overwhelming at first. You're you, it's like a whole different perspective. How do you know if you're in the middle of the road? You're getting used to the brakes. You're getting used to like the process of wanting to change lanes, putting your blinker in, checking your mirror, turning around, checking your mirror again, and then, and then moving lanes. Like when you think about it that way, you're like, why would I ever change lanes ever? <laughs> it's, so, it's so much work. And driving is so much work and there's so much to attend to. Um, but that's what it's like. I think for a lot of very smart and talented and creative people who want to bring their work online, it can just, the process of getting started can be so overwhelming that they don't do it or they do it and they spend all the time. We were talking about this in our uh, episode yesterday uh, or uh, when was it? Monday, maybe um, that it, you can put it out there and it's not, you, you don't quite have it right and nobody responds. And that is almost more disheartening than not starting at all, right? Not launching at all. So really, yeah, go ahead, Anne. Yeah, I was just going to say, as you brought up the roadblocks, there's a lot of, um, I was just remembering some of the other ones that we were thinking of. And another one of the common roadblocks, I think, too, is what you were sharing is like you get excited and then you sort of get bogged down in the challenge of like, oh, well, I'm not quite sure how to do this or, oh, my lighting isn't right or the tech's not right or what tech should I use or, um, you know, or maybe you've launched your course, but people are not completing it. Um, they're not interested in continuing yeah, with you. What happens is we sometimes then tell our story, This we, we, we have this story of, well, the online space just does not work for what it is I want to teach. Mm. And the reality is, is what if you had two different spaces in which to, um, to teach 
you know, or to offer your services. And it's not just that it doesn't work. It's probably because there are ways in which that we can, you can learn and you can have techniques about how to teach and reach your people so that your work does have a lot of potency online. Let me be clear, like online learning was not developed in the pandemic. Like, yes, we were all forced to go online. Yes, a lot of it was done poorly because people were like also trying to work at home with children, like, or, you know, if you had another caretaking thing or it was scary, like there was a lot there, like that was not the best of what it can be, but it forced a lot of us to do that. Um, but the the practice of, of using technology or being in online space has been going on for decades. And there are some amazing uh, concepts that are low tech. So it's not about being high tech, but that are low tech, but that are educational pedagogical techniques that when you that when you use online and it's not that complicated, bring just a whole other dimension, a more richer dimension to what you're teaching. And then maybe you do continue to do some online, some in-person, in real life services, but your entire economic um, vibrancy is not attached to only teaching in person in the some sort of dollars for hour economy. You now have entered into that knowledge economy. Um, and it just really diversifies your ability to make a living. And it's really funny because, yes, I remember COVID and I, I've, I've had a brick and mortar and I remember like shutting down, but that was not the first time I'd had to shut down. I, we had to shut down another time due to forest fires, <laughs> wildfires. So it's like, that was not the first or the only or the last time that something like that's going to happen. So I want to have a diversified option in which I can continue to serve my community and then continue to be financially stable. And yeah. that's what online play space offers you is that security. Yeah. And I want to reiterate to uh, like removing obstacles to just consider for yourself, like what are the obstacles in your way? What are the barriers, both internal and external? Um, and, um, and it, it's like, so one of the things that we talked about in our last episode was for those of you who are in the movement arts, um, who teach movement of some kind, or you are in a profession where you literally put your hands on people is that, it, and then, and then for those of you who are not, who are listening and fascinated and curious maybe you make an impact in a different way that you're not sure translates online, or maybe you're sure that like, it's just not, it just can't translate online. Right. So I want you to question your, your priorities or how you prioritize how um, you make an impact, the tools that you use to make an impact. And, and we want to, we want to shift the view a little bit and we want to say that, however you make an impact right now in person is fabulous and meaningful and you can keep doing that. But, but what if you could also open yourself up to all of these other ways that 
also that you don't know yet about or how to do or how to do well that jump to the top of the priority list or hierarchy in terms of impact and transformation when you're in the online space. It's like you've just stepped into a different universe, right? Like think about the Marvel multiverse. You know, it's like if if hands-on touch or whatever your tool is that you're using in person now is is the highest form of impact in one universe, in a second universe or a different universe, it's going to be something else. So can we all be open to learning the tools and strategies and the skills that that will help us make a bigger impact, maybe a different impact, definitely a different um, path toward impact. And I think that's what the online space offers us. Yeah, and I, I would just add like, if you're, you're the people that you serve, your clients, your students, your customers, if they still get to the same path or the same endpoint, does it matter how they got there? Right. Like, must they only use the one way to get to the endpoint of only when you're working in person and when you're with them one on one? What if they can still get to that endpoint, but it's a different path? Right. And that's really what the online space offers you because. And from a learning perspective, we know that not everybody goes one path. That's right. People need multiple ways in which to get to an outcome. And so um, that's just what the online space has really offered up um, for Chantel and I and many of the teachers and other mentors and coaches that we've worked with. And it's just been so fun and so creative. Yeah. And, and it's, I would say too, it's not just a different path. It's like a supportive, it's, it's supportive, multiple parallel paths, right? Mm -hmm. Or like what happens when, so this is something that we've heard a lot of, from our teachers and our, and our coaches um, about, which is how much more autonomy their, their clients and students now have been able to embrace since going online. I think one of the problems or challenges that we run into when we are pigeonholing ourselves to just being live and in person is that we take on as the practitioner or service provider or educator a lot, if not all of the responsibility. And it's almost habitual and unconscious um, but that does not serve the person we're serving, right? If there's no, there's no pathway to use that language um, toward self-advocacy and autonomy, there's really, there becomes a stagnation in growth and transformation because there's a stagnation in motivation and accountability, right? And all of a sudden, it's the other person's responsibility to do all of the heavy lifting, the person being the service provider, educator, you know, or, or practitioner. And so it's not just about, can we offer a, a variety of paths toward growth and transformation? It's, can we offer many parallel paths that develop our customer, our client, our student on, on the many levels that they are, right? The, the, the complex beings that we are. And I think that's one of the things that I really love about the online space and in particular, the embodied and transformative curriculum design method 
that Anne and I apply to online education. There's a final piece that I think is a huge barrier, and we've been talking about it kind of in different ways, which is just, it's just technology, right? It's the, it's the getting to know technology. It's the choosing of technology. It's the work of creating within the technology. And I will, I will admit that I have been very averse to the done for you content or the done for you anything because it goes against my nature. But having been in the online space for more than a decade, what I know now is that if somebody said, here's some done for you content that you can edit, here's a online course framework that you can, or template that you can transform and add to that has all of the components of transformation and growth, I would just, I would probably cut off my left arm for it, <laughs> right? Rather than, rather than having to learn it all myself and struggle. And that's really the, that's the failure to launch piece. Um, and, and why we're really excited about this, this workshop tomorrow for all of you. Yeah, they, uh, years and years ago, I signed up from a course from, with this gentleman named Danny Innie. And um, so he's been in the space a long time. Yeah. Um, and I just want to share that you'll have a lot of expert, like you're in good hands <laughs> with yeah. these folks. They'll have a different, a different, um, you know, a, a different flavor than, than we have, but that's good. Like you want to sense different people from different avenues and say like, what do you resonate with? What, what do you not resonate with? Cause that can kind of help you align yourself more, which has been really helpful um, for me. And I think I just want to follow up with Chantel's beautiful um, description of autonomy because like, why does autonomy matter? Mm. And I just want to share, there's, there's two researched back ways that we have seen autonomy matter. And it's in two different fields of which probably most of you watching or listening to us straddle both fields. In the educational field, autonomy matters because learners have better outcomes when they are more autonomous about what they're learning, when they can make more decisions, when they have more choice, whether that's a child and particularly when that's an adult, right? And most of us are in the field of adult learning. What's so fascinating is within health and wellness and like literally recovery, particularly within pain, because this is one of my fields of, of total interest, is people also recover better when they have more autonomy. So people actually have better healing outcomes when they have more choice, when they are using their own motivation more to get better. Mm -hmm. And so if you are someone who straddles health and wellness and education, autonomy works in both of those fields. And so that is a piece that if you're not paying attention to or you're not thinking about, you're just missing a huge opportunity for your clients, patients, students to do better 
but then you to also operate at a higher level so that you can pull a client who is really in an ill state or a state where they don't understand things well and really elevate with them and meet them at a much higher level. And that's what Chantal and I have found also time and time again. And we're just thrilled to see that support. So I just wanted to give you a little more context around why that's such an important piece. And the online space just requires that because yeah, it requires them to log on, <laughs> right? Yeah, There's but, autonomy there. Yeah. And, and the flip side though is too, you can do it poorly. And you're, you can you can create online education that leaves your students feeling completely alone and not like they have any kind of advocacy. And so there is a bad way to, <laughs> there, there, there's, a, there's a less than effective way to do that too. Um, so I want to be very clear that it, it's about, as Anne said, it's the design that matters. Um, and what we love about what Danny and Abe are offering is that it is fundamentally helping our educators and mentors and coaches overcome the failure to launch challenge. But it is also setting you up to design at least fundamentally a program that will support your learners. Now, if you want to learn more about how to do that, you come and work with Ann and I because we take you down this beautiful rabbit hole of how to expand the design to really solidify not only autonomy, but deep transformation and growth. Before we close, I want to recap for you all just what they're going to be sharing with you tomorrow um, in the free workshop, which again is the fail-proof method for launching your online course in less than a day. It's tomorrow, November 17th. That's Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. PST or 1 to 4 EST. And they're going to be talking about things like how to create your course in less than a day, including content and tech setup, how coaches and consultants can use courses to get more, um, to solidify a steady stream of um, incoming clients or customers or students, and um Really, this is the use of online education has for Anne and I and for all of our teachers really been a way, I mean, the way of breaking out of the dollars per hour cycle. Um, and and Danny and Abe will be talking about like also breaking through that feast or famine cycle, which, you know, most of us, if we're entrepreneurs, we have, right? The ebb and flow of, of work. Um, making a bigger, in, they're going to talk about making a bigger impact. Um saving money and saving time. And they're going to talk about the top three obstacles to creating online courses, which you're going to want to get in on and how to, how to overcome them quickly and easily. Um, and then they're going to talk about four surefire ways to make money from an online course. That's really going to open you up to the possibilities, um, all of the possibilities of what online education can provide for you in your business, because it's not just, as we've been talking about, it's not just a single stream, right? It's, it's the creative um, design of how you use this stream to hybridize your business. So we will drop the link in the comments of the podcast and um, in the comments below in this Facebook Live. Let us know if you have questions. 
We're really excited to share this work for you and truly believe it's going to be a game changer for you and catapult you into this beautiful harmony in the work that you do to get you more time, more money, and more freedom, which we are really, really excited about and, and committed to. Any final thoughts, Anne, before we wrap up today? No, I think that's great. But um, we just want to thank you all for listening and for watching and for being with us today. Or if you're catching this on the replay, hit replay. Um, we're excited to be sharing this work with you. Um, and we look forward to seeing how it turns out. All right. More soon. Bye. Well, as always, we'd like to say a big thank you for your time and attention. We know how precious it is. We love hanging out with you and serving this amazing community of inspired leaders and educators who desire to make a bigger impact and bring their whole selves to this awesome party. We hope you are leaving feeling a little inspired, refreshed, maybe even excited, and a little bit giddy. The absolute sweetest and most powerful thing you can do to support this not-for-profit, minimally sponsored podcast is to tell us how much you love us, and there are a couple of ways you can do that. You can leave us your comments and reviews on iTunes or YouTube. Both are better. And if you didn't know we have a YouTube channel, now you do. Or by sending us the occasional love letter to embodiedbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope you'll keep asking, how do I want my business and my life to feel?